Welcome Australia. It's that time again for another podcast from the Mate Team, where we try and get into your head with stuff that makes us sound smart. Sit back and relax. It's time for us to be mates. Welcome to another Let's Be Mates podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Faz, and we've got Dom. Dom, welcome. Hey, Faz, how you going? Good, good. So over the last couple of months since we started this Let's Be Mates podcast, we've had a lot of feedback from people asking us to talk and, and double-click on certain things that we do in our business that allow us to be successful. What we've done is created a quick fire series. In this quick fire series, we'll tackle individual topics that help us uh, create success in our business. We'll talk about why they're important, uh, how we use them, and why they allow us to be successful. To kick off the series, we're gonna chat with Faz about ways to always keep your business as productive as possible and dig into a little bit into his mad scientist brain. So Faz, just uh, for those listeners out there, tell us who you are and what do you do at Mate? So um, a lot of listeners know me as Faz, my full name, Mark Fazio. I'm the general manager of Mate um, and ultimately I work in the sales and marketing division at Mate. Um, who am I? I'm an identical twin. Uh, my identical twin, David, is the CEO of this business. Yes, there is two of us and yes, it is scary uh, for people that know us. Um, but you know, my history in business has, in the last eight years before, mate, I was working at Microsoft. I also lived in uh, Singapore and uh, managed, had a channel marketing role across all Asia markets, uh, you know, representing some key brands like Surface and, and Xbox and Windows and, and Office, etc. Um, and that's been my, my history today. My, my main goal at, at Mate is to acquire customers and keep those customers through a bunch of different methods. How do you define productivity? I define productivity is about getting the most out of the things within your control. Um, things like the amount of resources that you have access to, uh, the amount of budget that you've got to spend, and also the tools that you have available at your fingertips to enable you to achieve certain tasks or, or goals that you want to deliver. Um, th this to me absolutely defines productivity because sometimes you don't ha always have the shiny bells and whistles when it, if it comes to tools or, or, or the, you, know, you don't have 100,000 staff in your business um, and you don't always have the budget you, you, you would love to spend. So productivity is defined about how you get the most out of what you've got, in, what you've got within your control. So tell us what processes, policies or themes do you put into the business to drive that message forward? Yeah, I mean, look, from my point of view, I, you know, just mentioning, obviously I work in the sales and marketing department and I've got two rules, I guess, or two methodologies that I use. First one is process planning communication, or I should say planning process communication. I think if you plan correctly and then you build a process that enables your plan to be executed and then you communicate what that plan and that, what that process is, then you literally cannot go wrong. Um, it manages expectations, it manages the flow of everything that's going to happen and everybody's across what they need to do to make something uh, successful. And you know, so planning process communication is really at core what we do at May and, and core what I do as a, an individual. The other thing is the five W's, who, what, when, where, and why. 
I think once you once you de- develop a plan or you develop a concept or an activity you want to achieve, if you're hitting the five W's of who, what, when, where, and why, you can't go wrong because you're you're targeting exactly what you're doing, who has to do it, when it has to be done. Uh, and why you're doing it. And I think that's key. If you can stick to those two philosophies, uh, I think that enables everything that you're doing to to be achieved, do it in the most productive way, and basically allows you to be successful. Now, um, you know, that's what we do at Mate, and that's what I do in my personal life. Um, It works for us, uh, so give it a try. What type of tools do you use to help achieve the best results? Look, I think te- uh, technology has really come a long way, especially in the last couple of years. I think the the whole new phase of collaboration tools, you know, there's there's Facebook uh, Workplace, there's, you know, Microsoft Teams and things like that. And, um, you know, I think what we've done in, in Mate is, is it, um, in, uh, embrace technology to allow our business to become successful and product and productive uh, productivity to fly. Right? Um, you know, we use two key tools in our business: um, Asana, which is a project management tool, and Slack, which is a, a collaboration tool within our business. Now. We always say, if it's not in Asana, it didn't happen. And look, I mean, I'm not sure if people are familiar with Asana, but I recommend that you you, you do check it out. But Asana allows for tasks that need to be completed to be listed in, a, in, in an area with timelines, with people um, uh, associated to them and um, certain milestones to hit, right? Um, if, if you, uh, Asana, if, if you, execute Asana properly in your business, you can never fall down in regards what has to be done, who has to do it, and when it has to be done by. And so if, if you've got a tool like that in your business, there's there's no chance for error. There's no chance of people not, not knowing what is going on. And ultimately, it delivers accountability for the individual. The, the individual ultimately holds accountability for something going wrong if they're using a tool like Asana. And that's where it needs to go. Right? If, if people take accountability in everything that you do, um, they're the ones that are, you, you can easily flush out who, who actually gives a shit and who doesn't. And, and I think Asana really enables things like that to be black and white. Now, look, I think with Slack, uh, I think in a lot of people might use Microsoft Teams. We also have Teams in our business as well. Um, I mean, I think at the moment in the world, it's, it's a bit of a fight between Slack and uh, Microsoft Teams, and they all have their benefits. Um, but for us, we do, we do use Slack religiously. Now, why, why Slack is so important, it allows our business to communicate in forums um, in a much more uh, efficient way instead of sending multiple emails around in the business. Now. We don't, we've actually banned emails internally in our business because it doesn't serve any purpose and it, and it makes people confused and it's hard to follow. Whereas when we have different channel threads in Slack, it enables us to be more efficient. And the reason, and the reason for that is simple. Um, each channel you, you can assign relevant people to and those channels um, you can assign the, the people that that, that that content is gonna matter to and take out the ones that, that don't. And which means it limits the amount of spam and, and the content that they've been, uh, that's been thrown their way. Um, or outside of that as well, um, Slack allows us to um, 
adding um, external channels so people from external businesses you know in our business we work with a lot of um, partners whether it be media buying whether it be you know um, digital space and and agency space and and all of that and um, Slack enables us to create channels that invites those external people into our world which means it all stays in one spot and so for us Slack aggregates all our communication with all the people with in our business internally and externally into the one spot which makes our life a hell of a lot easier and enables us to do a hell of a lot more and you know and on that fact asana does the same thing as well uh you know asana we can bring in external people into our into our world and, and assign them tasks as well um, and so I, I i recommend working or looking at two tools like that because you put your whole business into one place and you know, it limits the amount of places you need to go to to find that information and to understand what's going on. So the mate business has grown pretty significantly, especially over the last 12 months. And, and the scope of your role as well has, you know, quadrupled probably. Uh, what are some of the results you've achieved through implementing those methods that you've mentioned in the tools? Yeah, and look, I mean, and not just from a sales and marketing point of view, this is a business whole. You know, um, you know, we've only, we've got roughly 50 people in our service and marketing teams and all of that. And, you know, we, we're quite a significant um, business size. And we probably, you know, I, I, mean, I don't know for sure, but I think we're, you know, if not one of the largest independently owned service providers in the country. And if you look at competitors like uh, uh, that compete with us, people like Aussie Broadband, etc., who you know have come out and said they've got 459 staff, you know, working across multiple offices. Um, I think with the, the the methodology that we have in place, the tools that we've got, I feel like where we can do. A, a double the work than other people do with less resources and why that's important one it means that um, it means that we keep costs down which means that we can bring more value back to our customers and two we have more control of what happen, what happens right especially what the end customer sees now we have this goal in our business that uh, this goal of customer happiness right and so we we say one of our goals is to ensure that we deliver customer happiness and when you start losing control Control of the, the consumer journey, you lose the elements, or you don't have control of some of the elements that, that need to achieve customer happiness. And I think again, with all the tools that we have in place um, and the methodology that, that we keep in the business, and ensuring that everybody follows that, we can do a shitload more with a lot less and deliver a better outcome. So then, what do you classify as success, and how do you actually measure measure that? Yes, you're being successful or not. Yeah, I mean, there's a million ways. There's a lot of ways that we that we measure the success of what we do. And um, you know, I think if you're looking, if you're starting up a business and looking to understand what the what the success metrics are, I think one of the things that you need to do is come up with those those targets or those metrics first because what measured gets done right and i think i think it's really important to have measurements in place and sure those measurements may change as you go along because um, you find out that relevant measurements aren't applicable or, or you're doing new things etc and so but i'm having having that uh, measurement in place is critical right again measure uh, if it's measured it gets done and for us we have a bunch of things right 
um, you know, if you took it, if you look at our, you know, development side of things in our network, if you look at our customer service, if you look at our sales and marketing, um, you know, finance, etc., we have all different metrics and targets that we need to hit to ensure our business is achieving the goals, uh, not just from a revenue perspective, but from a profit perspective and and from a you know product perspective as well. Um, you know, and so we have a bunch of scorecards in place, particularly around our service modeling. You know, you, you know we measure we measure servicing about you know how, uh, how quick we answer calls, how many uh, you know how many callbacks we need to do. You know, one call resolution. You know, making sure that when we have one call that we uh, we measure um, in that call, that ensuring the the percent of one call resolutions where we we ensure that we answer a customer's questions and solve their issue on one call without any callbacks or any other communication. Um, we also measure our success of our awards. You know, we we make sure that we get out there into the general public and we get out there to industry standards and put ourselves out there and and get ourselves benchmarked against competitors, against um, uh, different people in different um, industries, and to ensure that we understand how we're competing in a bunch of different areas against um, the industry and and different industries as well. And you know, things like uh, you know, we're, we're a member of the Customer Service Institute of Australia. Um, and we, we, we enter their awards program um, and there's a, there's a bunch of things like that which are really important to us and, and ultimately tell us if we're winning against our competitors or, or in, against different industries, etc. Um, you know, when it comes to monitoring calls, you know, we, we, we turn our calls into word clouds. Um, in those word clouds, we can determine, you know, the consistency of what our team is saying, making sure that we're saying the right things in the right places at the right time. And that's something that we plug into tools like Power BI and those places to make sure that we're measuring properly exactly what we're doing. Um, you know, reviews are huge. You know, we're, we're very heavily involved and, and active in pushing customers to leave us a review, good or bad, on platforms like productreview.com.au. For us, productreview.com.au is important because um, it, it, the reviews are verified, meaning that somebody has to prove that there are a mate customer or they have been a mate customer to leave a good or bad review. And, and that, that's why us, you know, shows a lot of credibility to our customers because their proper reviews and no one and no one leaving random reviews. I mean, we also focus on Google reviews as well, but we all know with Google reviews, anybody can leave a review, but you know, we obviously push uh, um, the authentic reviews as much as we can. Um, you know, there's, there's a, obviously uh, the other part of that we determine as success is simple customer numbers, you know, how many customers we're getting through the door and how many are we keeping, right? And I think that's the ultimate success of your business because the more happy customers are, the more they love, uh, around the service and the products that they receive, the longer they're going to stay. And so, you know, uh, I think one of the biggest uh, um, metrics in our business is customer churn. And if we can ensure that customer churn stays down as low as possible and we're beating industry standards, um, and then we know we're doing right things in, in the world that we live. Thanks, Faz. Today has been really insightful. Um, you know, learn a lot about how your approach to business and what makes and, uh, and breaks success. If you're seeing this uh, podcast posted on LinkedIn, uh, Twitter, Facebook or Instagram, drop us a note if you want to hear about something uh, in the comments and yeah, we'll talk about it on, on, the, on our next show. Awesome. Thanks, Faz. It's, uh, it's been great. Thanks for listening to the Let's Be Mates podcast by the team at Mate. Search for the Let's Be Mates podcast on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube and at letsbemates.com.au. 
Hit subscribe to get the latest episode each week. For all your telco needs, choose a provider you can trust like a mate. Visit letsbemates.com.au, Google Mate, or call us on 13 14 13 to sign up today. See you soon, mate.